Welcome everybody, you are listening to Art of Touring. I'm your host, Sis Dog. I'm on school holidays at the moment. My days are filled up with trips to playgrounds and my nights are filled up with Netflix. I'm living the dream, I tell you, the dream. Just started watching that new season of Glow with Mark Maron, the godfather of podcasting. So uh, I've been enjoying that. If you haven't uh, seen the first season, it's great. Um, yeah, get into it. And I've been hitting the gym every morning, drinking the shakes, doing the stretches, eating steak, living the life. Can't go wrong, mate. Art of Touring is brought to you every Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or the recently launched Google Podcasts app. Uh, this week on the podcast, I had a chat with Matthias from Child. Uh, we had a great chat, uh, and Matthias is uh, probably one of the best road stories to date on the podcast. You've got a bit of a treat coming up. This is the last episode that was recorded at the Meltdown Festival. Um, there is some coarse language, however, in this episode. So if you are listening with kids, possibly switch over to uh, the Night Garden for now and then come on back to the Art of Touring. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 11 of Art of Touring is proudly brought to you this week by Singing Quest. Are you a singer? Do you have a sob story that we can exploit which will make great television? Do you want to make no money while being televised to a national audience only to be singing other people's songs? Then audition for Singing Quest. It's the brand new talent show with celebrity judges that are only there to further their own dwindling careers. Don't worry if you can't actually sing. That's what Autotune is for. Singing Quest. Auditions start next month in each capital city. Don't forget to prepare a song to sing unaccompanied that the judges can make backhanded comments about before laughing you out the room and emotionally scarring you for life. All right, guys, just so you know, I've switched hosting websites for The Art of Touring. I'm no longer with Anchor FM. I am now with Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on the desktop, you can visit player.wooshka, spelled W-H-O-O-S-H-K-A-A.com, backslash shows, backslash art, dash, of, dash, Touring. It's all there. Just Google it and I'm sure you'll find it if you can't figure out that website. Here's Matthias from Child. Give it a listen and I'll see you in a little bit. Welcome to the Art of Turing. I'm coming at you live from the Spotted Mallard at the Meltdown Festival. I'm talking with Matthias of Child. How are you, Matthias? I'm very well. Very well, well indeed. Thanks for sitting down with me at the Art of Turing. Um, now, uh, this pod- podcast is called The Art of Turing. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, life on the road as a touring musician. Um, but first, I-, I would love to know, where, where are you from, mate? Where did you grow up? I uh, grew up in Adelaide, uh, so and uh, moved to Melbourne about seven years ago. Yep. So um, that's that's you know that's one big date on the uh, the giant tour that is life. Yes. Is uh, the relocation? Yeah, um, right. To a music hub. It was it was either going to be Melbourne or or Austin or yeah somewhere. So yeah. It had to be had to be you know I just had to get somewhere where. There was so much stuff happening that I couldn't I couldn't help myself but be overwhelmed and eventually inspired. Yes. So, but I'm from Adelaide and you know I still love that place. Yeah. Um, but um, it just didn't serve the purpose that I needed it to at the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But Do you yeah. get to go home often and see family in there? Funnily enough, the only time I go home is when I play there. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't really work out. Like the road, funnily enough, we're talking about it stops mm. me from getting home as much as I as you would, would like. Would, would like, yeah. It's like, oh, we'll do this weekend. Oh no, yeah. got a show in another you know, town or whatever. Yeah. So it's sort of you know you make the most of the the downtime and I'll get yeah. back there as much as I can, but it, it maybe twice, three times a year. Yeah, I'm right. Lucky, so. You know, there you go, man. It's one of those things. Uh, were there any musicians in your family growing up? None. None at all? None. It was a virtually silent household um, wow. growing up. Uh, I, I did find out 
very, very recently that um, uh, uh, my grandmother on a side that I'm not familiar with Mm -hmm. um, was in fact a singer for the State Opera Company. Right. Uh, And that made a lot more sense to everything. Yes. Because I had no idea I'd... You know, and I'm like, so mum's known this the whole time. And I'm sitting there going, where? Why am I sitting here with a guitar and singing? Sure. And, and you don't, you guys don't even have CDs. Like, That's weird. You know, where's, where's yeah, it coming where's from? Where's it coming from? You know, like the only song I knew growing up was fucking Happy Birthday. And I hate that song so <laughs> much. The worst song ever written, I swear. It is really bad, man. So, but yeah, um, but yeah you know, it, it, it is testament to the fact that, you know, music, essentially once it gets you or it chooses you in a sense like it makes you chase it yeah exactly um, and you don't know why you don't know where it's come from sure and that's why it's this massive community all over the world is because everybody's lost and then you find this big group of people and you kind of get found somehow yeah man and then that's 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 where it's at you, everyone's got the same question yeah right like, what's this thing bugging me you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's music. a sound. Yeah. i got to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a, a kind of an opposite experience because my mum was a guitar teacher um, growing up. And, Truth. yeah, she would have the guitar lessons and all the students come to the house, you know. Once we'd get home from school, there'd be someone, you know, getting a guitar lesson. And it had the opposite effect on me. I thought it was daggy. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, guitar again, like whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I always sung and everything in primary school and high school. And then um, I really wish I had picked up the guitar a lot sooner um, because um, I could have... You and me both, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's always that, yeah. that, uh, that regret that you have. Um, what bands did you listen to in high school? A lot of metal. Um, mm. Mainly, like... It was specific metal. It was thrash metal, right? Um, and I, I, I didn't really like much else. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I guess the first few bands that sort of got me was, was, was the first one was Nirvana, and then wow. because of that, you know, and I would have been maybe nine or ten when I'd first sort of had the fascination with the counterculture yes but I didn't know what it was and it was I'd see these kids in flannies and shit and I'd be like what is this what's, what's this? going on I didn't understand I was always asking questions like mum what's their thing and then I heard Nirvana when I was maybe a bit older like maybe year seven in, yeah. in SA that's still primary school <laughs> um uh, and then that sort of all dropped. And is that found, right? Does it go up to year seven yeah, in primary and then, school and then, and then eight is the... Yeah, eight to 12 is high school. Ah. So, and they're generally separated. Right. So, yeah, so... But, um, but, yeah, year seven, I was 12 yep. or whatever. And, um, yeah, that, that sort of opened up there. And, you know, I'd been to Nirvana and I heard Bleach. And then yeah. I was like, this is, this is more like what I've been looking for as far sure. as the tone goes. Yes. And then, you know, that opened doors into the Melvins and, and Soundgarden and things like that. Nice. And then as you start growing hair on your nuts, you get pissed <laughs> off. And then I needed, you know, and then I found Metallica and not the early stuff and then got a bit, got to the later side of it. And I'm like, nah, that's shit. I don't like that. Yeah. And then I found Megadeth and then decided that Metallica was shit. Far out, yeah, man. And then it was, yeah, it was just really this funny little process. Sure. But, but I'm pretty sure up until about 16 or 17, it was it was a heavy doses of Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, Overkill, uh, you know, Testament. Yeah. Um, Flotsam and Jetsam, um, you know, and then, then uh, maybe I sort of started to push into a bit of death metal, a bit of bloodbath, a bit of wow, right. kind of thing. And then... Yeah. And then, then I found rock and roll, and then that just did, that metal disintegrated in front of my eyes. Wow! But I'll yeah. thank Megadeth for that because they're basically a fast rock and roll band. Yes. So, you know, but then, but that that, that was a thing. I, I literally, and to, to this day, I hold it as high as anything else. I found UMI. Yeah. And wow. That's, that's what that's what did it. I yeah. was like, this is. This is great, and then yeah, I then, can do this. Then that opened me to the Stones and the Who, yep. and then 
Zeppelin. Then, oh, well, not Zeppelin. Funnily enough, Zeppelin never dropped for me. Yeah, um, right. It never, it never happened. Yeah. Uh, fantastic band. Liked them a lot. Yeah. But um, it was it was Hendrix that did it for me. Yeah. Like, I remember standing in Borders, and uh, I heard the the wah tone at the start of Voodoo Child, and I did not know what the fuck was going, going on. Excuse on. my French. But, no, no, you do your thing. But yeah, it. That was that was the single most profound musical moment in my life. Yeah. Was hearing that in Borders through headphones like the ones I'm wearing currently. There you go. And uh, and I didn't know what to do. I I was I made my mum take me down to the nearest CD shop, and I'm like, we need to get that CD with him on the front. Yeah, you know, like, I think it's the greatest hits one. Sure, I'm like I need, I need that, and I was like, no, no, it's expensive. You don't need that, and I'm mm. like, I need it. I really want it, man. I need it, like you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like you, you, you know, you, 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 you know, you can do some stuff and earn some. I'm like, no, now I have now. to have it now. Like, <laughs> I think it was the only proper demand I've ever made. I really like, no, mum, yeah. seriously, I yeah. really have to have this record. And then I listened to the whole thing and it tripped me out. Yeah, and then I never. I, I, I could I never understood the world ever again <laughs> no I mean the dude was just working on another level like that even one of the songs that's even little lesser known like Crosstown Traffic brilliant it's so good you know Crosstown Traffic so yeah. hard to get through to you like even yeah. just that lyrics like dude what are you doing it's brilliant yeah no, it's, it's the next thing yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell me uh, what was the name of your first band um, well, the first band, um, it didn't last very long, actually. It was, mm. it was, I think it was only together for about nine months or so. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say the name of it cause it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a funny name, but, um, <laughs> but from, from there that sort of, you know, um, I mean, I, I, I didn't know any mates that played music or anything and I, I'll just I'll just quickly tell you how it came about. I, sure, yeah. I um I was, you know, all dressed up in me boots and me flares and everything, going out to gigs and everything, yeah. and going to pubs by myself. Like none of my mates from school got into that stuff at all or anything. And uh, eventually found this bloke working in a bar who kind of looked like I did. And he come up to me at the bar and he goes, "Hey, do you play in a band?" And I'm like. No, and he goes, do you want to? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we started this band. and you That's know, fantastic. It was, this, it was basically this mix of everything that was going on at that time. We're talking about 2005 here. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, like, it was just, it was, it was just like, you know, like, chugging boogie rock and roll with a friggin' disco beat underneath it. Like it was, right. I, I, yeah. it, was, it was so... Quadrapolar, if that's a word, a quinpolar. Yeah. Like it was everything that was on the radio, everything we were listening to, we didn't care. We just played it. Yes. It didn't matter. I mean, oh shit, there was even some galloping palm muting in there as well somewhere. And, and then, and then, then, then I found experimenting with pedals and psychedelia and soundscapes. And then I just started playing by myself. Right. Because um, that band's disintegrated and. Started looping stuff and miking up toy planes and making noises and then singing over it and and then eventually found a drummer to play with. Yep. And a bass player and then that that turned into a band called Two Sons. Right. And um, that was just like a hard psych, you know. Uh, it was essentially like, you know, uh, the best way I could put it was like Angel by Massive Attack, but done with instruments. But for a whole set, with you know all the influences of the sixties and seventies, far so out, man. It was, just, yeah. it was it was a it was a good time. I mean, the boys were very much more electronically influenced than I was. Okay, uh, you know, one was a techno producer. Yep, um, and the drummer Ben, and then Dave, the bass player, had a pedal board that could have choked a blue whale. Um, and you know, synthesized like sounds, and and then they they still play in a band together called Urtech, which is um, really cool electronic stuff. But um, yeah, nice. But yeah, that was Adelaide, right? Oh, so that was while you were still there. And that was Adelaide, and then I moved to Melbourne, and it was Child. That and then it. you started the the, yeah. the band with the the boys from Child, yeah. yeah. So I moved here to start it, essentially. 
Yeah, right. So the, to, to find guys to play with. To and play with. And to create this vision. Yeah. Know, nice one, man. Yeah, so. Um, and so, well, going back to Adelaide before we stay in Melbourne um, with the stories, do you remember where your first gig was? Yep. First band I saw live was Grinspoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going to see Grinspoon. Yep. It was... I think it might have been the new detention tour. Yes. Um, at Thebe Theatre. Um, that was the first gig I think I went to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and I would, have, I would have been well into my teens by then, actually. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Yeah, maybe 13. Yeah, It's right. about that age. 13, 14, new detention. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But that, that was the first gig I went to. Um it was the most exciting night of my life. I don't even... Butterfly Effect supported them, I remember that. Oh, yeah, they'd been yeah. around that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, I, I a good even, band. I don't even remember the the gig. I just remember looking around at all the lights and the amps. And I was yeah. probably actually I was more interested in the amps and the guitars they had than, sure. than anything else, I think. Because I didn't have one at that point. Yeah, there was all I like, oh, play. what's that stuff? Yeah. I didn't start playing until I was like 16 and a half, 17 sort of thing. Yeah. And... Um, just because I didn't have an instrument. Right, so yeah. So it was like, well, you know, I was looking at it going, oh, that one with the horns <laughs> on it. That looks know. cool. What's that called? It's called a Gibson SG, mate. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. You know. Things that blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it, I remember the feeling of going into Allen's for the first time. Yeah, just right. Just like looking at them all going, what? Yes. This is, this is, this, they smell so good. Right. Like all the nitro and, you know, know yeah, all the man. names for everything now. But like the nitro yeah. and then seeing the pedals and trying to figure out what they would do. Yeah. Phaser. What the hell's a phaser, dude? What the hell is that shit? <laughs> you know? What about the first gig that you actually played um, in a band in? Well, it was the, the... I was 20 before I played a gig. Yes. Um, and... Um, yeah, it was first first gig was with that that sort of eclectic rock band that I was playing in, and mm. I'd never sung in my life up until that point. Wow! And uh, I was I was shit scared. I'd never sung in front of anyone. Yeah. Uh, hell, I don't even know if I'd done it at the rehearsals. Far out. But we did it, and um, it was actually with first gig was with Ice Cream Hands. Oh, I remember that band yeah. name. Yeah. That was my friend Teresa in Adelaide got us that gig. Um, yeah, Ice Cream Hands. Oh, ice cream. That's a name I haven't heard in so What's long. His name? Charlie, uh, I can't remember his last name. Yeah. Yeah, he still plays around. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but Ice Cream Hands, that was... That was the first gig. First gig. Remember? Wow. Yep. And so you make your way down to Melbourne. Yep. And you find the boys. Um... And you form the band, and uh, and now you, you're uh, you find yourself in a band that you know is is touring. How often do you get out of Melbourne and, and start and touring? Look, I mean, currently we're 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 out of Melbourne every other week. Wow! Um, just you know when when the when the shows are happening, we 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 move. Um, the band owns a van, yep. um, and the poor Veronicus, as her name is, <laughs> uh, is gets a lot of a lot of work. Wow! I think we've had it, had the van like two and a bit years, and I think we've put, I think it's about sixty or seventy thousand k's. So you've been around Australia a couple of yeah. times around, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite a, you know, a lot, a lot of it's dark horse too. It's just like you know, just quick here and there, but then. It, quite a few long runs as well but yeah um but yeah that's all i ever wanted to do like just uh, travel well, and when i was in adelaide i was like wow playing a gig in melbourne yeah wow you know like that's how do you how do you oh you must you guys must be great you're going to melbourne you know like, yeah man you know like far it's crazy out, you like, know? I, I remember i i went to sydney uh with my band the pass outs and i think I'd played like over a hundred shows in Melbourne easy yeah. before I'd even left because there's so much opportunity down here. Yeah, exactly. And I never thought like, well, why do I need to, you know, go anywhere else? Like, mm. so 
uh, the first time I played interstate, I kind of got had a bad taste in my mouth about it because I'm like, well, no one knows us up here and no one knows us in Melbourne. So how the hell am I going to pull people up there? You know, yeah. when I can't even pull five people down here. Yeah, but it's um, true. you know, I've got a lot better affiliation or, or an idea with touring these days because um, now I understand like as long as you put together a show with other bands yep. they will bring people and then the people that you play with you know when they come down to Melbourne yep. you 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 know they can play to your crowd you it's know what I mean six degrees of separation theory that's it you know every you know everybody's connected to somebody else and then you know then yeah. there's a hub and if a hub happens to come by that knows everybody and everything then you're off your on off your, your way, go man yeah um, I was checking out your stuff, um, and the the 2016 album, The Blue Side, features some ridiculous artwork. It is so awesome. Who created that artwork for you? Um, he's uh, he's a very special human being. Um, his name's Nick Keller. Um, yeah. He uh, works for a company called Weta, who does all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Really? So yeah, he we got in touch with him. Uh, very fortunate to work with Nick. Um, yes, we've got a good relationship with him, and yeah. um, uh, he he looks after us, and we we've got a very good recept you know reciprocal if that's the word. That's the word, um, man. But, uh, yeah, we, we got we got in touch with him through Beast Wars. Okay, um, we we got pretty tight with the Beast Wars crew. Um, um and, uh, just forgive me. What what's Beast Wars? Beast Wars is a Kiwi band. Okay. Um, and uh, they've done quite well for themselves out of out of New Zealand. They've been to Melbourne quite a few times. Okay. Done a Cherry Rock or two. Um, oh, I think I have heard of that yeah, band. Got a got a sensational frontman by the yeah. name of Matt, um, and uh, he he he's the epitome of a transcendental frontman. He's it's, it, he's he's not there physically when he's when he's doing his thing and yeah um, but you know we, we got along really well with those guys and and uh and they 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 put us on to nick um essentially with yeah they, he does their artwork artwork and, as well yeah, and uh and yeah and they're really good mates with him hence why he does it for them but um yeah but yeah we're very fortunate to have nick um do the artwork. Do do the artwork for us. So. Did Nick also do the self-titled Child yeah. album as well? Yeah, he'll, the, he'll kind of Led Zeppelin-y kind of one. Yeah, he'll um he'll continue to do uh, our artwork. I reckon. Yeah, that's rad. So man. I think you know he his mind's eye is about as accurate as as we can. I mean, a lot of people say our artwork doesn't suit the music, but the thing is, it it's it's part of the presentation of a piece of art in the yes. sense of. It's somebody's mind's, you know, uh, I guess, perception of what we sound like. Sure. And that is ultimately what should be the cover. Yeah, makes because, sense. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's not a... It, it's um, it's kind of hard to explain, but Nick, we, we always... Nick gets the record before anyone hears it. Like, he, he, right. gets, he gets demos. Yeah, and then paints off off what he hears. So That's it, cool, man. You know, like he's, you know, very much. Um, we still haven't met him in person yet. That's that's the trip out. Isn't that crazy? So we yeah. hope, hope to get over to New Zealand and meet him. Cause, yeah, uh, man. Been working together since 2014 now. So that's yeah. I I have a, a working relationship with a guy called Chris Wall who did the the first Pass Out album. At, um, if you haven't seen it, it's a Star Wars-inspired um, artwork with a Princess Leia-type character on the front covered in tattoos. Um, and then on the back has got the caricatures of the band. And um, when the pass-outs stopped being as active um, as they are, and I joined Smokestack, um, I really wanted to work with him again. And I just emailed him and said, oh, look, you know, we've got this idea for a T-shirt. Um, can you put it together? And he was gracious enough to work with us again. And... Um, same thing. I've never met him. And he's up in the Blue Mountains in, in Sydney, you know. Yeah. And every time I'm in Sydney, I'm like, hey, man, we're playing a festival. You know, maybe you can come and, you know, we can hang out and have a beer. It's like, yeah, I'll try and come down. And, yeah. you know, it never happens. But, yeah, man, I would, I'd love to share a beer with him one day. Of course. Um, the latest EP, however, I, um, doesn't have really, like, 
as in-depth artwork. It's pretty much well, like very minimal looking. Well, that, that's the thing. It's uh, it's it, it's kind of to separate our records, like our LPs and EPs. EPs are kind of things that you know. I mean, there is only going to be five hundred of this one pressed. Right. And that is it. Yep. Ever. Yep. You know, like no sum of money or uh, begging from anyone will get more. Yep, yep. So it's just that's the way it goes. Hence why we look, we go, look, we're just going to do this one ourselves. Mm-hmm. We knew what it was going to be called, you know, um, and it's, you know, the, the play on words of, of I could yep. be one that could be self-reflective as well. Like it could be anything. But sure, yeah, yeah. It just needed to be what it was. Um, and, you know, that's, it, it needed to be the most far possibly or possible thing away from the gatefold oil painting thing. Right. Yeah. So that there's a bit of a separation because that was pretty much my next question. Like why the decision after releasing two albums, have you gone, well, let's, let's do a five, you know, track EP was, was the decision. Well, yeah. Where was, well, where that thing, come from? Well, that's the thing. Like both of our uh, LPs have got, you know, they're just over 40 minutes or 40 minutes ish. And they've got five songs each. This oh, one's, right. this one's got three songs on it and goes for 20, four minutes or something like uh, okay. that yep, but yep. the purpose of this was actually we did it because we needed to go back to Europe and we made an EP so we could tour that and have an excuse to tour right but that didn't happen so we put it out anyway oh okay cool so it was something just to give us a reason to be back over there and it, yes. was, it was a recommendation that was given to us and it's a recommendation I give other bands if you know, if you're going to go on the road, have a reason. Have something to if, promote. Don't just go on the road. Yeah. You know, because if you don't, then you're missing out on heaps of fodder. Yeah. And essentially, you're going to, you might just hate it. Right. You know, like you might just, be just like, playing what the are same we doing this for? And, you know, it's. Yeah, right. But that, that was the thing. And, and um, you know, that, that, that EP was supposed to be, you know, put out at the start of the year because we had an opportunity to play. Uh, uh, on a TV show uh, in Germany. Wow! And that um, that we didn't end up getting selected for that bill, but we're we're going to do it in October instead, which oh, is cool. which is good. Which that that'll be with uh, Blackberry Smoke, which will be sweet. Mm. So you know we might have to come up with another little release to yeah. But you know I think uh, you know it's the way it goes. It it. It was by default. It was kind of something to tide tide the everyone over until the next LP. Right. You know, yeah. There's a lot of lot of followers uh, abroad. Yes. That that are waiting intently and are very um, supportive of what we do. So that's cool, man. We thought that we needed to give them something just to appease them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. Nah, that's groovy. Um, can you tell me about the best gig that you guys have been able to put on? Like, is there one that sticks out in your mind? Like, oh, that was such a great show. The audience was killer and we played really well and that kind of thing. Look, um, to be honest with you, we're sitting in the venue where most of those occurred. Is that um, right? Yeah. So we've, we've played here four times now, I think. Yep. And uh, we did our album launch here um, for Blue Side. And that, that was a... That was a rocking night. Yeah, um, we went all out with that, and we got um, uh, we got the lighting guy who does Ice House and <laughs> shit, and went all. Yeah, we saw we saw the light show for Ice House at Meredith one year. Did, did they have like huge LED screens? At Meredith, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I saw the Ice House guys play at the ESPY. Yeah, yeah, and they had a huge light show. Yeah, well, that's the, their light that's guy. The guy. We, we got him, and he brought in just some. We just wanted it really simple, seventies kind of thing and he brought that in and turned the whole room blue yes and uh that was that aided the uh, performance and then new year's just gone did yep. that that did that here as well and it was a fantastic turnout yeah um and uh the show to match as well nice being, being new year's made sure we didn't have to drive <laughs> so uh got on the source yeah and, and and yeah the source that's that's what it was <laughs> Um, well, I mean, obviously you've got the highs, but all bands have the lows as well. Can you tell me about any, um, any gigs that you'd, you'd like to forget? I've forgotten them. 
Have you already forgotten? I'll move, move on very quick. Yeah, if it was a shit gig, I don't worry about it. it. It's it's one of those things that, you know, it's like boxing. You're only as good as your last fight, you know? Yeah, like, that's true, man. If you lost, you're not a world champion anymore, are you? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, if you held on to that, then you'll, you'll never have a chance. Yeah, exactly. So, well, that makes sense. You don't you need know, to revisit it, I suppose. But, yeah. um, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of absolute mules you know like there's heaps of them but as far as it goes if you can't get something out of it then you, well, it's you're all learning experience isn't it well that's it I mean we, yeah. there was a recent show in Gold Coast that was booked just to get us to the next town kind of thing you know like yep in between and, the tour you know it was just it was one of those moments where you know there was two people there yeah and, it wasn't wasn't our fault as such, but it, you know, it, it filled the tank full of petrol. Put it that way. That's it, man. And well, we're finding ourselves. We're going to be doing that in the next couple of months when we're on the road. We're doing um, uh, Mitchell Creek in September in Queensland. Yep. Um, but we're going to be flying all the way up there, so we're going to have to find some shows before that yeah to you know help subsidize the costs of getting there and back yeah of course and so whether i mean they could surprise us they could be really good you know yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, they could be terrible but like you said you've got to do yeah. those ones sometimes to subsidize the um the tour indeed um have you got any funny stories from the road mate <laughs> at this late it is it is now i'll tell our listeners it is it is five past um midnight and we're getting a bit tired, but um, yeah, if, if Matthias can think of anything, we'll we'll, well see how we go. There, there is countless, yeah, countless stories. Um, I mean, every day in Indonesia was a life or death situation. Oh, you guys went over to Indonesia? Yeah, we did that in 2014, and we went over there with Dead City Ruins. Oh yes, and that was that was a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was very some very dangerous moments. Yep. Um, you know, because on the road over there is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's the the drivers are all drinking Arak. Uh, what is, are they drinking? Arak, which is like palm oil whiskey stuff. Oh, that'd be very strong. Yeah, you can run a scooter on it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's. We tried some when we got there and we're like, this is not ideal, you know. But there was this one gig uh, that we we played where we were taken to this cafe and we played first and we were somewhat sort of ushered into this cafe where everyone was sitting on the ground. Yeah. And, and we, when we played and then as soon as we played, there was like guys up on stage grabbing our gear off for us and, and running it out to this car. Right. And they ran it out to this car and we got ushered into this car and, you know, air-conditioned, so we weren't complaining, air-conditioned yeah. car. Yeah, And then we were just whisked off. And then the DCR boys were just getting there as, you know, they, they staggered our arrivals and we asked the driver, we're like, what's going on here? He goes, oh, the cops are on to you. So we're just like, you know, they're looking for you, but we don't want to turn, you know, so we've got to have the the gig staggered huh and we're like okay sure and um you know then we get taken it was two gigs in one night this one yeah we get taken to this other place um and this was in surabaya which formerly had the largest red light district in <laughs> southeast asia asia and they took us to this this place and there was this huge vinyl banner with like a picture of dead city ruins and us on it and yes. stuff and we're like oh this could be good yeah and we get into this this venue, and there's like a padded door, and a mama son standing at the door, and we're a like a mama son, yeah, like a mama son, like a, a madam. Oh, and we're no. like, oh right, and she's like, welcome, welcome, and we're like, oh okay, this is, seems like a bit of a strange place, and we were like literally rushed in this place, and then put in this room. Yes where um, they had a padded door and, and stuff, and, and we're like, this is a bit weird. Like, padded red vinyl studded doors and shit. And we're just sitting in there, and they go, what do you want? Do you, do you want some beers? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, bring us some beers. That's great. And they just bring us as many beers as they want. And I think, I think it was Michael stood up and went to walk out. And they're like, no, no, you stay in here. 
And he's like, but I need a piss. He's like, oh, no, no, you stay here. And he's like, but I need a piss. Come on. Yeah. You know, and they finally let him out, but they made sure he went to the toilet. And we're like, why can't we leave? And then the this woman walks in and trailing her is three... Uh, ladies of the night. Ladies of the night. And they and the, she goes, oh, the, 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 these girls want to meet the band. And of course, like, that's okay, completely sure. innocent. Yeah, no worries. And then the, this, this dude walks in behind him, this young fella, um, and he's like, oh, hello, I own this place. And he was like, looked like he was should have been studying like commerce in Melbourne yeah. or something. And probably was, but his dad was loaded and bought him a club to like run. Oh just my to go, this God. is how you run a business, son. You know, I've bought you a club. You run this place. Sure. And he was like slick as like n- not even a... He probably didn't even know what it did, did uh, this this place. Yeah. And um, and he's like, oh, yeah, so the girls want to meet you. And they had a photos. And we're like, oh, this is okay. This is, this is all right. And then we get led down to the stage, which turned out to be a tiled room with stairs. And I sang into a karaoke microphone <laughs> whilst all these businessmen were sitting there with uh, ladies of the night uh doing their bidding wow uh and that was the probably the weirdest moment i've ever <laughs> experienced trying to sing my songs uh that's insane you know, there was tissue dude. boxes on the tables and, oh my god and we got whisked back upstairs as soon as we finished, finished and yeah, then the yeah. dcr boys got there and we're like what the hell is going on yeah you know, like this is, you know, the cops were looking for us. Now we're in a brothel. We just played a gig in a brothel <laughs> through a karaoke microphone with buttons on it. Yes. <laughs> with effects on it and shit. <laughs> oh, like, Matthias, that is out of control. Uh, when I started this podcast, I wasn't sure, you know, how the, the stories from the road would go. And that is certainly... At the moment, on the on the top of the the weirdest gigs ever played, dude. That's it. Flat out. Oh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's oh, not a problem. That's great. Um, do you have any family, Matthias? Have you, have you got any? Uh, have you, uh, you know, a partner, any kids, anything like that? Yeah, no. I've, I've got a I've got a lady that uh, I've been with, uh, Laura. Uh, we've been together for three, pushing four years now. And, yeah, and um, that's. Uh, that's not going anywhere. Yes. Uh, well, it is. It is going places, but that's not going anywhere away from where it is. Yes, yes. Um, you know my words. Are I knew what tired. you meant. You yeah. know what I mean. Hopefully yeah. she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, you know, as far as it goes in Victoria, her, her family's my family here. Yes. So, um, you know, that's... Uh, you know that that's a, that's all that can be sort of maintained at this point in time, as far sure. as where the future is taking us, and the and the road getting longer and mm. more involved and and stuff. You know, any any expansion of a family might have to wait a few years, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that's just a reality for most touring musicians. I think. I think it can be done. Yes. It, it definitely can be done, and if you really really want to do it, you can get it done, but. It's just um, you got to think about the, you know, you're going to bring someone into the world, what their existence is going to be like. Most Play, definitely. Playing music is a selfish endeavour. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that you make that affects everybody and everything around you. Mm. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of consideration needs to go into the, t- the choices that you make. Most definitely. So, yeah. Oh, you got a level head on your shoulders, man. That's that's um, it's definitely very important to to understand that as a muso. Yeah, Indeed. that's it. Um, how do you guys write your tunes? Do you come up with the ideas and then bounce them off the other guys? I mean, you yeah, mentioned it before, but yeah, there's there's, there's a bit of that. Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, a lot of a lot of it comes from jamming. Yeah, uh, we, you know, like. There's always ideas. There's always melodies, partial songs. Yeah. But all it takes is, you know, a, a verse and a change, you know, um, which is great, you know. I mean, you know, there has been f- almost complete songs uh, brought into the table, but to be honest with you, you know, 
the, the best way to have a band operating is when everybody feels as equally involved to what's being played as possible. Yes. So, you know, it's like, here's the direction, here's the, you know, I've, it's like, hey, guys, I've got a shopping bag. Yep. You know? You know, we've got all these ingredients that yeah. make something together. Yeah, nice, know, man. kind of thing. And, and then you know that everyone's involved, and everyone's involved means everything gets given at 100%. Yeah. And you ultimately... You're never questioning things, you know. It's everybody. No one gets offended because no one can. Right. Because everyone's equally involved with what's going on. It's just like, well, that was your bloody lick or yeah, word or whatever. You know, like, you know, it's everyone's accountable. Yeah. So it's, it's more authentic that way too. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's it's, cool. It's it, it's good too because you know it, it it helps you with the live element as well because if you can connect like that. You know, it's um, it really opens up the opportunity or the possibilities of going. Oh yeah, that's right. There was a change in that song, wasn't there? Or well, there isn't now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's gone. That that one's that one's. We'll finish it when it finishes. We'll cut the next song if we have to. We'll just get this one done because yeah, it wants to it. do something else today. There you go. Because you know, someone had a shit one or. <laughs> someone's on something else they shouldn't be or whatever yeah. you know like. well i mean it makes sense because yeah like if if the if there's one member in a band who's bringing in like you know 99% of the material and then everyone else is just kind of you know playing what is being shown to them then they're not going to be as invested in the, yeah, in the group that's, that's the idea yeah um, you know, it's a collective essentially you know yeah. and, and that's that thing and you know, especially as a three-piece, I, I don't, I can't see it any other way because you know, the rhythm section works as, you know, they as a as a as a unit to support, obviously myself, but at the same time, I've got to do that. It, 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 it's 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 perfect. It, yeah, man. The triangle is a, you know, they call it a power trio for a reason. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's it's great because everybody, if if one person drops the ball, you've definitely got two other guys that can carry it. Yes, you know, for you, you know, if someone if someone drops out, have a technical problem, rhythm section can most definitely take it. Yeah, man. You know, if if the drums go out, I've got a voice and a guitar. It's easy. Yeah, you, you can know, just keep going. You know, or or or, you know, if if the bass goes out. Me and Michael can sort something. Yeah, you know it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's good like that. There's never there's never any stress of like oh, someone got a guitar quick. You know, like, yeah. it's like who cares? Like that's fine. I can just, just keep going. Just hit it. You know, like yeah. make something up. It's fine. Well, I, I wrestled with that for a long time because there was a. I always wanted the pass outs to be like the five piece, like two guitars, you know, vocals, drums, and bass, um, uh, but. I found myself for a good part of um, that band's life being a three-piece, yeah, you know, and being the only guitar player in the band. Mm. And um, I'll tell anyone who who wants to talk to me about it. I consider myself a vocalist, right? Um, I I play the guitar. I write songs on the guitar. I love the guitar. I own way too many guitars for yeah. someone who yeah. says they're a vocalist. It's got the curse. Yeah. It is the curse, but. Um, Having said that, yeah, I, I always struggled with it at, mm. at being a three-piece because I felt like, man, I have to do so much in this band. I have to make sure that the guitars are constantly on, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I have to make sure that I'm remembering all my lyrics and I'm remembering where everything is, yeah. you know, um, and it was so stressful. And when I joined the guys, you know, from Smokestack Rhino, uh, having... I mean, I do play the guitar in that band, like, sometimes. There's a couple yeah. of tracks on the first album that um, I play guitar on. Yep. Um, and when we do those live, um, if it's a special occasion, like for the album launch we did at the Evelyn, I brought the guitar along and I played on that, which was really great. Um, but there's just something really liberating and, and really cool, putting the guitar down and just uh, putting the guitar down and uh, getting to be the front man for a bit. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I've but, toyed with that idea as well. I've always thought yeah. that, that might be something that, uh, you know, like being able to lean back and really throw the diaphragm into something instead of having a guitar under you. Exactly, man. You know, which, is, yeah. which, is, which is one of those things. I mean, it's not hard to incorporate that. 
yeah. you know, just a cappella parts and stuff like that in, in the set. But I know what you mean, man. It's uh, There's nothing like, you know, you know, I've done it a few times, just get a jam room. Yeah. And don't even take my guitar and just plug, plug the mic in with a bit of reverb and and sit there and you go, fuck, I wish I could do this yeah. without a guitar in front of me. Right, yeah. You know, but it, it, it's, it's pretty hard because the way you brace yourself holding a guitar is probably not the ideal position to be able to project. No, nah, not so at all. It's, yeah. But at the same time, there's guys that can do it. Steve Marriott could do it. Yep. So, you know, I might be, might be too tall to be able to do it, but, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is liberating. Some, yeah, you know. it is a cool thing, man. Yeah. yeah, and look, you know, kudos to to you guys um, and to you specifically for holding that torch of the of the power trio. Because yeah, as someone who has played in in a trio, um, I know how difficult it is, man. So well done, it's very cool. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, well, cool, man. That's been great to talk to you, dude. Can you tell everybody where um, we can find you on the internet? Yeah, on the internet. Um, look, the easiest place is um, literally uh, childtheband.com. Childtheband.com. That'll just get you every, everything. Yes. Uh, you know, you'll get your Facebook, your Instagram, uh, your band camps, your Spotify's. All that you know, stuff. All of your bits and pieces through. You Have know. you guys ever um, done the Snapchat? No. No. See, I don't think it's really... Unless you're like a super, super big act. Right. They would have one. But Instagram stories, however... Yeah, okay. ...is super cool. Yeah, right. Because you already have a following on Instagram. Yeah. Most bands do. And all you got to do is just add to your story. And I think it's kind of a cool way for people to have a little um, uh, window into our world. Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah, um, no, the, the old Instagram story. Yeah, Instagram so story. I'm, I'm shocking with that stuff. I mean, yeah. you know... I've got a, you know, got two two fellas. Very fortunate to have two fellas that I play with. Um, being very, uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but ept with uh, computers and they know what's going they, on. They know they know what's up there. So I, I'm yeah. very happy for that. For them just to do that and yeah, yeah, and that, chill that's, and it's very good. I mean, you know. You know, like I don't, I don't mind writing up a good post every now and then. You know, a good, a good, yeah. a good witty post is a, yes. is a, you know, that, that's I, I think I, I find enjoyment out of that. Yeah. I think it's, a, I think it's a, is a, is a good laugh. But oh man, but yeah, as far as all the, the things that work, yeah, that like you know your insights and your, your all your. Oh, you know, all the social thing. telemetry, you know. Yeah, the the analytics and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, see, that's, that's... Oh, man, that's know. brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Our bass player loves all the analytics, but, I mean, he, he his day gig is all about that. Yeah, okay. So he, it's, he's got his finger on the pulse there, but yeah. ha, I, know, I like how you mentioned how you liked crafting a witty post. Yeah. We actually have a fake facebook page which i won't mention the name of because yeah. we don't want anyone to follow it yeah. because we, we actually do our posts on there first to see how they appear on our timeline or how they would appear on right. a timeline okay. and then we'll, we'll we'll nut out the post like we i don't know how that's, how, that's a great idea yeah it's a cool idea man yeah. but it it kind of like takes so long because you'll Say I'll put a post together and I'll put it up on the chat and I'll go, hey, guys, check this out. What do you think of the wording? And they'll go, yeah, but what if we say this and what if we say that? It's like I actually like that I've got control of the Instagram because I don't really have to give them too much direction. I pretty much Indeed. just find the photo and use however many hashtags I want. But there you go. That's it. Uh, great to talk to you, Matthias. Thanks for sitting down uh, with me uh, to talk about uh, our touring and all of the things that go with it. Yeah. And uh, um, I'll definitely see you out there on the road, mate. Indeed you will. Cheers, brother. Cheers. See ya. We've come to the end of another episode, gang, of Art of Touring. This was the last episode, as I said at the beginning of the show, that was recorded at the Meltdown Festival. So all eight of the episodes are now available. So if you missed one, head on back. They're all ready to download at your convenience. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag, hashtag 
Art of Touring podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring. Also, go check out my band, Smokestack Rhino, who are featured in this podcast every single week. Our opening and closing theme is a song called Screwdriver Girls. You can check out the whole song on iTunes and you can follow the band on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, even our very own website, www.smokestackrhino.com. To keep up to date with our gigs, though, give us a like on Facebook where all our touring dates will be uploaded as soon as they come in. We actually just uploaded a brand new video um, which uh, features the Mitchell Creek Rock and Blues Festival uh, just yesterday. So, uh, yeah, head on over to our Facebook and check out the, the clip. It's pretty rad. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artofturingpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show. Just give us a uh, message and uh, you can have a chat. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka, and you can download it on iTunes um, and uh, Google Play. If you have enjoyed this episode or previous episodes of the podcast, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone and write a short review. You know, something like the podcast was rad. I liked all the stories from the road. It was really informative. And uh, now I want to join a band because it sounds so glamorous. <laughs> That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a sh- few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelled W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guests this week. My guest, Matthias from Child. Uh, the boys are heading to Europe for a run of shows. So if you're over there in October, you can check them out. If you have family over there, tell them to let them know that the Blues Rockers from Melbourne, Child, will be playing in Europe in October. Now let's get into some plugs. My band Smokestack Rhino are playing at the Jamboree Music Festival. It's coming up. I've been pumping this one for a while now, but it is happening in a couple of weeks on in Sydney on Saturday, July 21st. Tickets are available from their website at www.jamboreemusicfestival.com. You can download our debut album from iTunes or go to our Bandcamp page to purchase a physical copy or grab a T-shirt. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Turing with the Sith Dog. Ow, ow, ow! Remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Singing Quest. Get on the telly for a month and be forgotten by the general public within a week. 